In this episode, I'll deviate from my usual format of trail summaries to spend a little time talking about hiking and backpacking gear. But first, I'd like to thank you for listening to my podcast. This podcast has had more of an international audience than I had originally envisioned. I appreciate all the listeners in Ireland, Turkey, Sweden, Canada, Australia, the UK, Slovakia, and the US. This podcast can be heard on many different platforms, but I get more traffic on certain platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pandora, Stitcher, Overcast, Podcast Addict, and Spotify. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to it and tell your hiker friends about it. If you enjoy it, they should also. I'm recording this episode a little while after the start of spring. The first day of spring always gets me planning future hikes to take during the summer and spring. As I'm planning those hikes, I'm also reviewing my current backpacking gear for wear and tear and adequacy for different types of hikes in different conditions. My personal gear review gave me the idea to dedicate an episode to reviewing hiking and backpacking gear. I'll break this down into a few large categories. Shoes, clothing, and rain gear. Backpacks and day packs. Camping equipment and related items. Food and water related items. And safety gear. So first we'll discuss clothing and shoes. In Season 1, Episode 10, Cold Weather Hiking, I did spend a lot of time discussing clothing and safety items, so I will try not to be too redundant in this episode. In my opinion, wearing the appropriate shoes for the specifics of the hike is extremely important. The two most important considerations for me in deciding which shoes to wear are comfort and safety. In general, I prefer leather mid-length hiking boots that protect your ankles from twists. On longer hikes, they protect you from the shocks of continually stepping on rocks and are typically the most waterproof. I do have a pair of Gore-Tex type mid-length hiking boots that I wear when it's going to be very hot. There are a number of brands of hiking boots. Some are very expensive and others are moderately priced. I really have no brand preference and choose my boots by trying them on in person in a store (laughs) to make sure that the fit is right and that they feel like they meet my needs. I currently wear boots from Timberland and Columbia as they seem to do the job for me and are moderately priced. Most of the hikers that I see on the AT and other backpacking trails seem to either wear the type of boots I just mentioned or the sneaker-type hiking shoes. These are basically beefier than running shoes and have thicker soles to protect your feet better. I have a couple pairs of these, but don't wear them too often. I've seen people backpacking in Crocs and Chacos with no apparent problems, but those types of shoes don't offer enough protection for me. And now for an example of what not to do. I was once participating in a a group day hike that was going to be about 10 miles long on moderate terrain, and one of the hikers showed up in skateboard shoes with no socks. 
by the end of the hike, this person could barely walk and had multiple nasty blisters. Not an enjoyable hike for them. I recently bought a rather expensive pair of shoe insoles to replace the ones that came in a pair of hiking boots that I recently purchased. I'm hoping they will provide me with more cushion and better support than the standard ones. In regards to clothing, I think you should dress in a manner that is very specific to the weather conditions that you are likely to encounter, but be prepared with clothing items for potential emergencies. A common sense way to do this is through layering. As an example, let's suppose that you're on a day hike on a hot day. Wearing shorts and a t-shirt is probably going to be appropriate, but what if you get injured or lost? Having long pants, a long sleeve shirt, and a lightweight jacket would enable you to better survive a cold night in the woods. I also prefer quick dry type clothing. This is because I get wet a lot when hiking, either through sweating or rain. If you use quick dry type clothing, it can often make a more pleasurable hike and also allow you to avoid chafing. I also prefer convertible type clothing to save space. I almost always wear convertible pants that allow you to unzip the bottom part of the legs and remove them so that the same pair of pants can be either shorts or long pants. Clothing brands in my closet include Columbia, Eddie Bauer, Timberland, Avia, Clearwater, and Live Bottom. I've always been frustrated by my reindeer. I've tried multiple breathable rain outfits and have not been happy with them. Either they aren't sufficiently waterproof, or if they are, I get drenched in sweat because they're not really breathable. I do have one Columbia rain jacket that has lightweight inner netting type lining in it that seems to provide more breathability than the others but I still tend to sweat in it eventually. If you have any suggestions of rain gear that works well for you, please let me know about it. If you've listened to my past podcast, you'll know that I keep a day pack filled with appropriate items with me at all times for spur of the moment hikes. I have no brand loyalty at all for day packs. My main criteria are that they are big enough to get my stuff in, have cushioned shoulder straps, and preferably a cushioned surface touching my back. I do also like external pockets for water bottles, so usually cheap canvas school book bags don't work that well. I'd recommend something designed for hiking. In regards to backpacks, I've used various types over the years and also don't care that much about the brand and have similar criteria as I have for day packs. However, I only use backpacks that come with a well-fitting rain cover and prefer the type that have a detachable section that can be used like a day pack or a fanny pack in case I decide to take a side trip to see a waterfalls or a vista during an overnight or multi-day hike. For me, the one additional criteria that I have for backpacks is that they be lightweight. On multi-day hikes, I try to do everything that I can to lighten the load. It really helps to keep the hike enjoyable. 
Some people prefer packs that are designed to accommodate a large camelback type hydration bladder, but that isn't all that important to me. Backpacks can cost a lot of money. If you're on a budget, then you might want to find a quality used backpack on Craigslist or some similar service. Many novice hikers spend a lot of money buying gear, then go for a long hike and decide it's not for them. So you can save a lot of money by buying lightly used backpacks. The same goes for tents and cooking gear. A good tent can make all the difference in your hiking experience. Cheap tents are basically worthless. They tend to leak at the seams and typically come with an insufficient rain fly. I would recommend avoiding buying tents from Walmart or Target as I believe that most of the tents that they sell are only appropriate for family car camping when it's not going to rain. Early in my hiking life, I'd purchased a cheapo tent. During the hike, it rained hard one night. I woke in the middle of the night to find my tent filled with about three inches of water. That kind of ruined that hike for me. I recommend buying a quality tent that is seasonally appropriate with a rain fly that covers the entire tent while providing a ventilation space between the tent and the fly. I also recommend buying a ground cover that is specifically designed for your tent. I currently use tents from MSR and REI. I also prefer lightweight tents for the reasons that I mentioned during the discussion on backpacks. I try not to carry a lot of gear with me during backpacking trips, but I do carry a bear bag and lightweight rope with me to place my food and anything that has odors in so that it's well away from my campsite. I've never had bears attempt to get into my stuff, but I have had raccoons and various rodents attempt to get stuff that I carelessly left lying about. You may also want to look at a bear can as an alternative. I also carry a lighter, Swiss Army knife, and a small amount of dryer lint to use as a fire starter. When day hiking, I typically carry one or two Nalgene bottles of water, some granola bars, and beef jerky. When backpacking, a little more planning is required. I plan each meal that I'll need during the hike. I like mountain house dehydrated meals as most of them are tasty and they're lightweight. They're typically my evening meal. For lunch and breakfast, I like granola bars, beef jerky, instant oatmeal, trail mix, and Starbucks instant coffee. I try to consider the weight of all the food I take on backpacking trips. I have both a pocket rocket and a jet boil for cooking. These both require canisters of isobutane fuel. I take one or the other, but never both on a trip. The pocket rocket is tiny, but does require that I also take a small cook pot to use. The jet boil is an all-in-one system. However, it does weigh a little more than the combination of the pocket rocket and one of my lighter weight cook pots. I try not to bring any plates or bowls as they just add weight. I just eat out of the pot. I do carry a coffee cup and a spork if I need to cut anything, then I just use my Swiss Army knife. 
When backpacking, I carry a water filtration system and sterilizing tablets as a backup and two extremely large Nalgene water bottles. My MSR hand pump water filtration system is designed to screw onto the Nalgene bottles. I've purchased a mini Sawyer gravity fed filtration system and have not used it yet, but plan to give it a test this year. In season one, episode 10, cold weather hiking, I did spend a lot of time discussing the uses of various safety gear, so I'll try not to be repetitive in this episode. Keep in mind that some of the safety gear that you take during a day hike can be left out of your backpacking kit as it would be redundant. As an example, you would likely not need an emergency rain poncho or emergency blanket when backpacking as you would have rain gear and a sleeping bag with you already. Here's a brief list of some safety related items I think you should consider having on a hike in case you have an emergency. A first aid kit, whistle, lighter, cell phone with a charged battery bank and cord, a compass, rain gear, an emergency blanket, a water bottle, a life straw, a signaling mirror, a small tarp, a rope, bear spray, a pocket knife, contingency clothing, a two-way radio, and a GPS device. There are likely additional safety items that you would want to bring depending on your preferences and your specific situation. Let's suppose you became lost during a day hike and had to unexpectedly spend the night in the wilderness. With the items I mentioned, you can start a fire, make a makeshift shelter out of the tarp and rope, put on the additional clothing and rain gear for warmth, and use the emergency blanket, and blow on the whistle to signal you need help. We could go into a lot more discussion on each of the areas we've covered in this podcast, but I believe in keeping my episodes short and concise. I hope this episode was helpful to you in planning your gear for your hiking experiences. I look forward to posting additional trail-related episodes this year as I plan several interesting hikes. While this episode does not lend itself to photos, I have posted photos from my previous hikes on my Instagram account. Please go there and check it out. My Instagram name is Goosehiking. That's G-O-O-S-E-A-H-I-K-I-N. If you enjoy my podcast, please subscribe to it on your preferred podcast platform. And please let your hiking buddies know about it as well. A final thought. Enjoying the great outdoors is exciting and fun, but don't engage in strenuous physical activities that are beyond your capabilities or your physical condition. Make sure you know what wildlife you may encounter on your journey so you can be prepared. Also make sure that you carry an emergency medical kit, water, and a map, and always stay on the trail. Bye.